Welcome to the NECF podcast, where we share our weekly sermons and faithfully interpret the Bible to encourage and direct you on your spiritual path. Let Satan take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We are not ignorant of his devices. We're our devoted pastors and special guests delve into the depths of the Bible, exploring its profound lessons and useful applications for your daily life. Join us as we explore the timeless truths that have the power to change people's hearts and minds, promoting a closer relationship with God and a firm belief in His promises. There is no way they will ever please God. Please note that. If the, your Bible is not borrowed, underline that word, cannot. Are we together? Cannot, please God. The question you want to ask, who are those in the flesh? Now, verse 9 defined to us. It says that but you are not in the flesh. Why? He said, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not of his. Meaning, those who have the spirit of God are not in the flesh. Are we together? Follow me gradually. So it means that those who do not have the spirit of God, they are those which verse 8 is talking about, that cannot please the Lord. Now, this is already a deliverance. For some of us who we think that is only in doing something that, you are, that, that God is pleased with you. No. He says here, that the only thing that you are just in Christ, that your, the spirit of God lives in you, you please him. But if you have no, not the spirit of God in you, that means you can never please God. Are we together? So if you are born again, you have the spirit of God in you, it means you please God. Verse 10, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Verse 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also Give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh. To live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh... You will die. But remember, he has already defined what flesh. Are we together? 
this is not talking about just you have just stumbled a little bit or you make mistake. No. It's talking about verse 8 where we read. Are we together? Please don't detach scripture when you are reading. Are we together? Read it. The thoughts are well structured. So verse. Where are we? Verse 14. No, okay, verse 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. That means if you have no Christ. That's just what that means. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. This body is not talking about, it's talking about the body of sin. Are we together? You will live. And what does that mean? It just means you are born again because he told us that if the spirit dwells in you, are we together? That means you are not in the flesh. Oh, I hope somebody is following me. Now, look at it. Verse 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Listen, this one is not talking about, you see, this one is not talking about the, normally what we call the leading of the spirit. That is, as a believer, you understand, God is leading you. No, that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about those who have been translated by the spirit from darkness into his marvelous light. So that word led is talking about the work of the spirit bringing you out of darkness or from flesh. Are we together? Into life. That's what that means. So don't quote that scripture again when you are talking about those who are, you know, some people think that it's only when the spirit, it's only when you, you align with the spirit in obedience when you are a believer that you are now the son of God. No, no. Yes, there is need for obedience you understand, to walk with the spirit when you are born again. Are we together? But this is not what this place is saying. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom... We cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want you to note something. What we will be talking today is our new nature. Our new nature in the Holy Spirit. Our new nature in the Holy Spirit, then it has a subtitle. There. Our new nature who in the Holy Spirit, he has a subtitle. Those that are sanctified. That word is critical to me. Those that are what? Sanctified. 
or you can just call it holiness. Amen? Because sanctification means holiness. Or you are a saint means you are holy. You are pure. You are pure. First Corinthians chapter 1, I want you to see something. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 2. To the church of God which is at Corinth. To those who are sanctified in Christ. Called to be saints. With all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Both theirs and ours. That's why I said our new nature in the Holy Spirit. You are not in the flesh because the Spirit of God dwells where? In you. Before you have a different nature, we call it the flesh. Now you are not in the flesh because the Spirit of God dwells in you. Here, Paul, you can imagine, thank God we are in the cell reading the Corinthian church. And we saw the confusion in this kind of church. But you see, our nature is not defined by what we do. But it is what we do that defines, uh, sorry, it is who we are that defines what we do. Are we together? So, Paul says to the church, this confused church, this church that have division, this church that is full of pandemonium, this church that is full of confusion. You see, because their confusion comes in part for, because of disobedience. Pastor Fred took us to that when he started reading from First uh, uh, Corinthians 12. Because in part, part, it's not that they don't know the things of the Spirit, though. They know it. That's why Paul was very hard on issue. He said, take that man that is sleeping and you are even boasting about it. You see, that's the thing. They knew, but they are boasting about it. That man that is sleeping with his father's wife. He said, take him out of the church. In fact, chapter 5, he gave us from verse 9, which we took part to discuss a number of it when we are dealing with the series about marriage. He showed us people who are very stubborn and disobedient, willfully disobedient. They are brothers in the church, you understand? But they still stay in immorality. He said, if that we will catch that brother, he is in the church and he insists in his life, he said, take him out. Are we together? He doesn't want to change. He remains the way he is, you understand? Or the brother who has been defrauding brothers and sisters, he will come and tell lies here. He will cheat this brother. He will cheat that. They will call him and say, brother, no, that's not how we, we, the way to go. He will so look as if he repented. He has all repented. Tomorrow he will keep doing it. And even glorying in it that he is smart, we will send him out. Are we together? Yes. So it is this church that he said that to those who are sanctified, to those who are sanctified in Christ, called to be sent. Called to be sent. Called to be sent. Now, 
again, we can have a people who also will be living a life that is not theirs because of ignorance. So we can have people who, because of willful disobedience, living a life contrary to who they are. But then we can have other people who will be living a life contrary to who they are because of ignorance. Are we together? So go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I am trying to introduce something before we move quickly. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. He said, let Satan take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We are not ignorant of his devices. Now you have to understand that, that the ignorance of the believer is Satan's advantage. The ignorance of the the believer is Satan's advantage. That's why I say, lest he take advantage of us. For we are not ignorance of these devices. This is very important. So, because of the devices of the enemy, I want you to see something. This is the reason why we take time to be educated, to teach the word of God, sound teaching. So that we will be informed of our nature and live in the light. So, real warfare. You know, these days, we have prayer warriors. And they think it's by shaladada that is warrior. Because most times in the way we teach warfare in Christianity, we think it's about shouting, casting, binding, sending them away, back to sender, back to hell. You understand? All those kind of a thing. Let me tell you the truth. Real warfare is the preaching of the gospel. Real warfare is the preaching of the gospel. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, you know, Prayer warriors used to quote this scripture very well. But they don't quote it right. You understand? For though we walk in the flesh that is in this body. Please, I've just talked about flesh there. Let me clarify something. You know, most times each of us, we think that the Bible is English. Anywhere you see, no, we, we read and understand from the context what it means. So the flesh I have talked about earlier is not the same with this flesh. This flesh is talking about the body, this body. Though we live in this body, that is this human body, our warfare, eh, we do not war according to the flesh. It's not with guns and bullets. Are we together? Verse 4. For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. What are these strongholds? Casting down arguments 
and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into the captivity, into captivity to the obedience of Christ. There is nothing that do that either than the gospel. That's why we take time to teach, to pull down the strongholds. There are, there are mindsets. What are strongholds? We have thought about it. Their mindset, their belief system that are in opposition to the knowledge of God. What we are teaching, for example, in the cell unit now, some practices have been in the church for years. They are in opposition to the knowledge of God. That's why many people... <laughs> Glory to Jesus. They are in opposition to the knowledge of God. So what brings down those arguments, those imaginations, those thoughts that have, that have kept people into captivity is the message of the gospel. You know, last time I read a scripture here in Romans chapter 16, I think verse 25, and it tells us that the message that saves us is the same message that grows us. Are we together? The message that saves us is the same message that grows us. So don't think when we say the message of the gospel, we say, ah, it's for unbelievers. No, no. Are we together? So, what are we trying to say? We are trying to say that these strongholds are pulled when we are taught the word of God. When we are taught about Christ. It is now the knowledge of Christ that in him we see ourselves. It is in him we see ourselves. So we cannot know ourselves outside him. Are we together? So it is in the knowledge of God that we know ourselves. And that is why every knowledge about yourself obtained outside of him is a lie. Every knowledge that has been obtained about yourself that came from either your pastors, either your parents, even yourself, against the knowledge of God is a lie. Sometimes those knowledge is not because those people who gave it, they are dubious. When we say something is a lie, we are not saying that the person who said the lie is dubious. No, we are just saying that what he said is not true. Are we together? That's just what we are saying. That is not true. So even if it's coming from a sincere heart, but you can be sincerely wrong. You can speak a lie from a sincere heart. That does not make it true. And let me tell you the truth. A lie from a sincere heart is as hazardous as a truth from an crooked mind. Did you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, a truth from an unsincere heart is as disastrous as a lie from a sincere heart. 
Because the person who is handling the word of God, the truth, with insincerity is doing havoc because he will be peddling it, you understand, to suit his personal interest, not the interest of God. Just as somebody who tell a lie, although from a sincere heart. So, that is why we spent endless hours to trust the Lord, to understand his mind. Because it's only in the right dividing of the word of God that we have liberty. We have liberty. So, sound doctrine and sound teaching is a nightmare for the devil. What, did, did you hear what I said? Sound teaching is a nightmare for the devil. Most of us who are born again already, the devil knows that he has lost control over you. The only thing he will get you is to make you not to enjoy the benefit of this new life you have. But he knows he has lost the battle forever concerning your life. He knows it. He knows it. And so, everything we do as believers, we do it from the standpoint of knowledge. Everything we do as believers, we do it from the standpoint of knowledge. From the standpoint of knowledge. <laughs> Listen, that is why a prayer warrior without a sound scripture is a disaster. A, a songwriter and a, a song singer <laughs> without a sound doctrine is a disaster. Please note that the goal of church is to train you to become a minister of the gospel. Whether you will use songs to communicate the gospel, or you will use art and whatever form or write books, it should come from sound doctrine. Are we together? So choir, no, you are not performance. I mean, you are not performer. You are not here to perform. You are not like these worldly celebrities. No. You are a minister of the gospel. That's why when I see how singers dress, most of us, that's what we look. We see somebody who looks like, like he has, he's coming from the mechanics workshop and he's on stage singing. And that's what we copy. You understand? Or you see him so tattered. You understand? Before, when we see you with that kind of clothes, we know you are a mad person. You understand? Quickly, we know you are a mad person. Once you are coming from far, if, if the cloth is not dirty, we know your madness just started. <laughs> but today, you see, and that's what we copy. Jesus told Peter, when he was telling Peter, do you love me? And Peter was saying, what, uh, uh, what about the other one? He said, what is your problem about them? You see, why can't you face what God is teaching you? What is your problem about the other ones? Why can't you face your own? What Jesus is trying to teach you, to deal with you? 
Why are you so concerned about what others are doing? What am I trying to say? That, please, I'm glad because, which I will give it to the choir, you understand? Each time they are singing songs, they try to look at the word. This is the minister of the gospel. Don't think you are a power. If you know you are a minister of the gospel, you'll be careful of every line of the song you sing. Every line is vetted. You understand? Because once you teach error, you are not worshipping God. Because you don't worship God in your terms, you worship God in his own terms. Anything against the knowledge of God cannot worship him. You understand? Some people will come to Kai, this church is dry. This church is dry. Did he tell you it's dry? That means you are coming for yourself. If you are coming for him, you will be concerned whether it is sound. Are we together? Now, look at it. I want to... <laughs> now, because we are looking at you sanctify. Now, listen to these songs. My body is your sanctuary. My body is your sanctuary. That's true. Very sound. Now, the, word, the next one is purify me like gold. How comes you become his sanctuary? You are not purified. No. There is no how you have become a sanctuary without being pure. Because God can never dwell in an impure vessel. Are we together? Hallelujah. Now, that means that place needs to be adjusted. That does not mean the person who sang it is dubious. No. We honor them. We honor their sacrifice. Are we together? Hallelujah. Just like I have told the Bible study team, when we are dealing with Bible study, don't speak carelessly just because you saw something that needs to be adjusted in the translations. Are we together? If you know the sacrifice of those people who did this translation, you have not started Christianity. Because if they unveil you their life, you will think that you are not working with God. Because if you see what this man did, are we together? So, as Pastor Iman gave us that word, our honor is not hinged on whether people are right or wrong. That's why you don't honor your parents because they have done well. No. In fact, if they have thrown you in the dustbin, immediately you are born and you later knew it, it still does not give you the permission to dishonor them. Because what they did has nothing to do with your responsibility as a child to honor them. Are we together? So the same thing, whether it's our leaders, our pastors, you understand? As you are learning the truth, know that the truth does not make you a callous person. You understand? It just makes you a responsible person. Are we together? So, come, come and make my heart your home. 
Come and be everything I am that I know. Search me true and true till my heart becomes a home for you. Now listen, this is beautiful songs, wonderful melody, but the theology is wrong. How comes he dwells in you and your heart is not his home? Where is he that you want him to come and be and make your heart his home? How? Now, this, listen, especially the choir. I'm telling you, this is the reason why many of us are not growing in God. And we have confusion even in our Christian life and complications. Because the doctrine we are holding is wrong. Now listen to another one. Lord, prepare me a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true with us Did you see that? Prepare a sanctuary. We just sang the other one. You know the issue? Sometimes in some of our churches, we will sing the one that said, we are a sanctuary, hallelujah. Then we come back again and contradict what we have seen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, we will contradict. We will, is it tradict? <laughs> hallelujah. Creating me a clean heart, oh Lord, are in you are a spirit. And you'll be singing it crying. See, we have already read it. If you're not clean, God can't live inside you. It's not possible. And that's why some of the things, listen, when this man, if, because this quotation is quoted from Psalms 51. When this man spoke, they spoke in the promissory. They spoke of what is to come. But now we are in the reality. And that's why we will not speak as the way they spoke. You understand? Just like we say, surely his goodness and mercy are following us. All the days of our life. Now, not that and we shall. No. We are now. Because when David saw in the psalmist, he saw what is to come. Remember, that place is not talking about the physical temple. So he was, that's why I said scripture are reasonable. Even when he said it, can you imagine him coming to a building and stay there for the rest of his life? Does that make sense? Please don't be foolish when you are reading Bible. He was talking about what God, even from the beginning, have desired. To make man his dwelling place. Are we together? Hallelujah. Now, let me just say one last one. 
Oh, when the sand Oh, marching in Oh, when the sand Oh, marching in What are you? Lord, I want to be in the number. What are you? So, is the other ones that are sent. You, you are not. Now you are hoping and thinking, Lord, let me be in the number. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Hallelujah. No, sir. That's not worship. That's why I told you. Anything you do it that is against the knowledge of God is not worship. It might look good. It might sound well. The melody might be fine. But it cannot worship God. It's not worship. If it is prayer, it's not prayer. Are we together? It's not. It's not. And don't say there's no problem. Because you will discover that it will complicate your life. You understand? Things that you shouldn't, you have no business in suffering. You will be suffering. And you will be crying, Lord, why? And he's also asking you, my son, why? Lord, why? He's asking you, why? Because the problem is lack of knowledge. Now, Is the believer clean already? There has been a lot of doctrine around this area. Some even has divided this issue of sanctification into three. You understand? Some of us believed it earlier on. We, I taught it. You understand? There is positional sanctification. Then there is progressive sanctification. Then there is a future sanctification which you shall come into it in complete perfectness when Christ shall come. There is nothing like that. You are sanctified and sanctified forever and once and for all. Are we together? Now, if you believe you are a sinner, definitely you will continue to sin. If you believe you are a saint, remember we said that strongholds are belief system. You understand? They are mindset. And your actions are a product of your belief system. So, do you want to transform your life? You know, people ask us questions, eh, sir, but what is the practicality of this scripture? Has anybody, have you heard them before? What, how can we practice it? No, the practice is by the transformation of your mind. Because once your mindset and your belief system have been transformed, automatically it changes your behavior. Are we together? It changes your behavior. It changes your behavior. Don't worry. Your victory in Christ will not be manifested. When you are misinformed about your identity in Christ. 
when you fail to see yourself as God sees you. So if you don't believe what God says about you, there is no how you will live according to how he wants you to live. Just say, I believe what God says I am. I believe what God says I am. I believe what God says I am. I am holy. I am pure. I am holy. I am pure. As we are, what we are saying now is already pulling down some strongholds. Because they are, ah, no, no, sir. Sir, I have done. No, that's a lie. Now you have received. You understand? That's a lie you have received. That's why I, I, I thank the Lord. This song of uh, Natania Basi. Jesus, the Son of God. I believe in you. I love this song. I believe in you. Jesus. The Son of God, I believe in you. I believe in you. Okay, let me see where we'll stop. John 17, verse 17. John 17, verse 17. John 17, verse 17. He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is what? Is truth. First and foremost, what is he talking about? He said, Your word. Which word? He said, Is truth. Which truth? That is the gospel. That is the gospel. That is the gospel. Talking about, remember, he has shared with them. About his death, his resurrection. Look at verse 19. Verse 19 of that scripture, John 17, verse 19. And for their sake I sanctify myself. That they also may be sanctified. How? By what? By truth. Now I want you to notice what Jesus said. This is his communication before he died. So it was his prayer for the disciples. You know, we have clarified, our pastor have clarified already, that the real prayer, the lost prayer is John 17. You know, that one is a pattern of prayer. Are we together? Yes. And even that one needs to be read in perspective. That's what we told you. You have to know when that thing was spoken. That was before the cross. When Jesus was said, thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Understand? And he said, thy kingdom. You can't, you can't if you say that thing now, it means you do not understand. And we have songs that we are praying 
Let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done on earth as it's done in heaven. No, no, sir. Jesus, before he died, he said, for the kingdom is among you. Are we together? Because soon, the kingdom of God, hallelujah, So the kingdom of God is not somewhere, it's not a place, it's not a planet. The kingdom of God is a reality. The kingdom of God is the, the reign of Christ in the heart of men. The reign of Christ in the heart of men. That's why the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking. <laughs> But it's about the rejoicing. It's about joy in the Holy Ghost. That is the kingdom of God. So here also he was speaking of what is to come. And what he was telling them is the gospel. Verse 20. Look at verse 20 of that John 17. He said, I do not pray for this alone. You remember, he was talking to his disciples, but he included us even before we came. I do not pray for this ones, this alone, that is his disciples. He said, but also for those who will believe in me through thy word. That is, he gave them his word, and commission them to preach it. Those who believe, and what did we say is his word? Is the gospel. Are we together? So, a man is sanctified by the gospel. By believing in the gospel, that man is sanctified. And we see how God honored his request. And today, we are product of Jesus' prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. So, as I said, we are sanctified by believing in the gospel. Earlier in John chapter 15, go back to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verse 3. Jesus said, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Last, last, last week Sunday, Pastor Chidi took us through this. You understand? Now, the word he spoke to them was the gospel. His resurrection, his death, what he was to do. That was what he told them. That was his word. And he said, it is by the gospel that you are made clean. Are we together? There is no other way. It's by the gospel that you are made clean. Acts chapter 26 Acts chapter 26, verse 12. Acts 26, from verse 12. This was Paul's account of his conversion before Agrippa, you know, when he was grabbed. You understand? And before Agrippa, he was given this. He said, while tossed, occupy, as I journey to Damascus. So he was recounting his experience on his way to Damascus. I continue. With the authority and commission from the chief priest. 
At midday, O king, along the road I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me. And those who journeyed with me, verse 14, and when we all had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in Hebrew language, Saul, Saul. Now, that's to tell you the Bible was not written in English. Tell your neighbor, the Bible is not written in English. Its meaning, therefore, is not found in dictionary. The Bible is not written in English. Its original text is not written in English. Therefore, its meaning is not found in English dictionary. <laughs> Hallelujah. So please, don't come to Bible as if those who wrote it are English people. Even God spoke to him in what? In Hebrew language. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the good. Verse 15, I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus. Whom you are persecuting. Remember he was persecuting the believers. And then Jesus Christ said, you are, I am the one whom you are persecuting. I want to encourage any of us that is passing through challenge here. It is lack of understanding that when you are passing through challenge and you think God has forsaken you. When you understand the scripture, any part, any time you are passing through persecution, or any challenge, God is also being persecuted. When Paul, Paul has never met Jesus face to face. He was persecuting the church. But Jesus encountered him and said, I am he who thou persecutest. That means persecuting the believers means persecuting the Christ. Going against the word of Christ means going against Christ. Are we together? Hallelujah. So be glad that God is with you. Amen. And he remains with you forever. So I said, who are you, Lord? Verse 15. And he said, I am Jesus, whom you persecutest, but rise and stand on your feet. For I have appeared to you for this purpose. To make you a minister. And a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God. That they may receive forgiveness of sin. And an inheritance among those who are sanctified. How? 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 
by faith in me, means by faith in the gospel. So that means we are sanctified, or in other words, we are made holy. In other words, we are purified, we are clean, not by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. By faith in Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15. I will soon stop here. We trust the Lord to have other opportunity to talk about this. Verse, what? 15, sorry, chapter 15. Acts 15, verse 8 to what? To 9. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledge them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them. Purifying their heart, how? Purifying their heart, how? Say with me again, I am a saint, I am holy, I am pure because I believe in Jesus. Because I believe in Jesus. Because I respond to the gospel. That is how I become pure. Hallelujah. Listen. That's why you have to train yourself to believe. You have to tell yourself you are pure. Holiness is not something you achieve by works. There is a scripture, I trust that we will reach there, but we can't reach here today. That scripture in Hebrews chapter 12. By the grace of God, we'll talk about it. But, you know, some people think that you can achieve holiness or purity by something you do. Now, if you observe how we are teaching, you will learn how to interpret Bible even by the way we are teaching. Are we together? That... You pay attention to the thought there. And whether you are a person who sing, or you pray, or whatever you do in church, the Bible is our guide. It's the one that trains us to do things that pleases the Lord. Are we together? It's the one that what? That trains us, that shows us how to please the Lord. You know, the Christian life is not divided. It's not that there is a church that believes in the Bible, then there is a church that believes in the move of the Spirit. Or there is a church that believes in prayer. You understand? Those people are the, you know, if you want to pray, go to that church. That's why we have the error. Our singing, our praying, our serving brothers, Whatever we do is guided by the word of God. And that's why Pastor Fred taught us that when you said God, and we thank the Lord this week, we saw that First uh, Corinthians chapter 3. Sorry, 11 verse 23. Paul used some strong term. He said, I receive from, <laughs> I deliver unto you as I have received from the Lord. Question, where did he see the Lord? We just even finished talking here, yeah, that 
Jesus said, I am he who thou persecutest. If you have used the old King James, you understand what I mean. Whom thou persecutest. You understand? So that means Jesus is there because the believer is persecuted, so Christ is persecuted. But then I'm talking about, look at the communication of Paul. But we saw that statement means that he read in the scriptures. That's what that means. So brothers and sisters, because this Bible is authored by the Spirit, each time you saw a truth, you know, most times when people, you say, after 22 hours of prayer, the Lord appeared to me and said to me, that is when we know the Lord said to us. But pastor corrected us to know that. Each time we read the Bible and we see his will, it means the God spoke to us directly. So don't also be intimidated when you read the Bible. And somebody is asking you to cheat. He said, no, no, no. The Lord told me I should not live that type of life. It doesn't mean that the Lord appeared to you physically. But that means the Spirit told you through his word. Are we together? He told us something that primarily the believer is led by the word of God. Primarily the believer is led by the word of God. So I want you to brace up because there is so much to learn about God. But for now, know that you are pure. And it is from this standpoint you shall serve him. Each time you come to him, you come to church, don't come to him as if you are not worthy. Permit me, let me say this thing. I saw one of our sisters wrote something during her bad day. She said, Lord, your unworthy child have come to give you thanks for all you have done for me. You understand? Oh, Lord, in the rest of my life remaining, send mercy for me. You see, that is a problem. How comes did you become his own child, and then you are unworthy. There is nothing as, Lord, your unworthy child has come to give you thanks. How come you become his child without being worthy? You understand? You see, don't come to God based on your knowledge. That, is, that thought is against the knowledge of Christ. That is what we talk about strongholds. It's not demons there, demon there. The demon is in your head. You understand? So you must cast it down through sound doctrine. You will not be running helter-skelter when your, your head is well informed by God. In 1 Peter 2, 9, put up that scripture for me. 1 Peter 2, 9. He said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness 
into his own marvelous light. Verse 10. Who once we are not a people. That word we are not a people means you we are nobody. Mean you we are not God's people. You do not have an identity with him. You understand? But now, look at what he said. But are now God's people. Who had obtained mercy? Sorry, who? Go back there. Who had, ob, who had not obtained mercy? But now had obtained. Not he will obtain. Had obtained. Past tense. So don't come and say God sent me your mercy. Which one? He has sent it. You have obtained it. Don't say I am unworthy. No. You cannot become his child without becoming worthy. Are we together? Your Christian life must be shaped by God's word. Hallelujah. Just thank him now and say thank you God for making me worthy. Thank you, Father, because I'm sanctified by faith in the gospel. Thank you, Jesus, for all you have done and what you will do in opening the light. What you have done for me by your redemptive work. But what, again, you will do. Thank you for listening to our sermon today. We hope you were blessed by this teaching. If you want to learn more about our church, please visit our website or follow us on social media. We would love to connect with you and hear your feedback. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel and share it with your friends and family. You never know who might need a word of encouragement.